Wedding Day Car Pod. I'm Jenna. And this week, uh, unfortunately, Danica is out again. Um, she's not feeling well. I don't really want to go into the fucking details because that's personal shit, y'all. Like, come on. Stop asking me about her poops. I ask her about her poops every day. And she ignores my texts about them. But then I ask Andrew and he tells me about them. Um, but anyway, she is uh, she is doing well. But she is not well at the moment. <laughs> again, not going to go into details. But that is okay because there is like a fucking plethora of amazing people in our community that I talk to to on a weekly basis, daily basis. Sometimes people have blocked me because I'm just like, hey, can we talk about Bachelor Nation too much? Um, And I just like I'm excited to have them on the podcast and to like talk to new people, talk about Bachelor Nation, get different perspectives. And I'm very excited about our guests that we're having on this week because um, of kind of like the things that she's going to school for is going to be really great to bring into this, this course that we have on the show, as well as just like your general deep bachelor feelings. Please welcome to the podcast, my friend, April. Thank you so much, Jenna. And really quick, I had forgotten how much you talk about poop. So I'm like sitting over here, like <laughs> trying not to lose my shit, oh, <laughs> lose oh. my shit. Oh. <laughs> how are your poops today, April? <laughs> Oh, they were pretty good. Okay. I need more water, but you know. <laughs> I mean, we all could. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here. Um, you uh, you just told me this. You're going to school. You're in the middle of getting your master's in counseling. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Oh, truly. <laughs> do not envy you um but also but grateful for you you know you're doing you're you're going into something that we need more of you know we need people who are smart and have you know a great outlook on life to like get in there and you know yeah good for you thank you thank <laughs> yeah. you so much you also have a podcast with your cousin tell us a little bit about it so it's called we are the queen yes i know there's a huge grammatical error but <laughs> Trust me, if you listen to the first episode, you'll understand why we are cousins. We grew up together. So it's mostly focusing on like general mental health topics, mm. as well as like social hot takes, pop culture takes, random tangents that mm -hmm. you know and love. And we've been doing it for about six months now, and we have a very small faithful audience <laughs> and you are welcome to come aboard. And if not, that's okay too, but please come over. <laughs> please come over. Yes. Everyone should check it out. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, we are the queen. I love that you're like, you're like grammatical Arab. <laughs> There's a reason for it. Trust me. Yes. I love it. Okay. It's so good. Yeah. I mean. There's a lot of topics to be talked about right now. Oh, Lordy in heaven. For sure. <sighs> talked about how today has not been a great day. This week's not been a good week. I mean, really, it's been bad. Um, but, you know, let's focus on one bad thing at the moment that we can focus on, and that is Bachelor yes. Nation. Um, oh, excellent. It is bad. Okay, so a little bit about you. Like, let's get to know you more. Um, how long have you been watching the show? So my first season ever was most of Emily Maynard's season nice. but then she dumped my favorite contestant and Jeff with he, one f what Jeff with one f wait no 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 he no oh no no um it, his name was I think he was Doug mm -hmm. and on the show I really liked his demeanor but uh, apparently he also has like some troubling past that I can't fully remember because master school yeah. um but then, then it was Sean Lowe's season. I didn't watch him because I was like, uh, whatever. Uh -huh. He seems boring. But then Desiree's tagline got me hooked again. I just thought she was so sweet. Yeah. And then I, oh gosh, who did I watch? I didn't watch Juan Pablo because mm -hmm. I also didn't like him. And then I watched Andy's season. And that's when we were like introduced to Nick. <laughs> and then <laughs> the rest is a dark history. 
I watched Caitlin's season. I missed Rachel Lindsay season mm-hmm. because I didn't have a TV during mm-hmm. that time. And that, mm-hmm. that part of my life is very messy. Oh, I would love to delve into that on a later time. But, <laughs> and I've been regularly watching since the ending of Ari season where that whole entire thing burned. But what an intense finale, though. I still remember it was almost like you know, you're like, where were you when you watched Ari's finale? You know, like <laughs> it's fucked up as that is. Like, I mean, I, cause I was actually not in my house. I was at my grandmother's house in San Diego of all places, forcing her to watch it with me. And like, I was like, Oh my God. Not because I cared about Ari specifically, but man, was that no. raw and like, just truly woof. Oh yes. So yeah. woof indeed. <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, definitely. <laughs> well, I definitely recommend going back and watching Rachel's if you can. I believe it's on HBO Max. Oh, could man. be wrong on that one. Maybe um, I just need to dump Netflix for a little bit and then mm-hmm. take on HBO. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it would be good. I mean, yeah, there's some good um, shows on there. Um, yeah, I love this. <laughs> oh my god. Well, so are you enjoying uh, Michelle's season? Of course. Yeah, she's a gem. Like a gem I like I've I'm at a loss for words of how much I love her Mm -hmm. and I just love her caring and compassionate nature Mm -hmm. that so many are taking for granted I feel like Mm -hmm. and so I'm I'm excited for the rest of her season I'm a little concerned because I'm just like protect Michelle at all costs yeah because you know they have to do something that's going to be really rough and fucked up uh, uh, I always do. <laughs> okay well before we get into this week's episode where they did try to fuck her over um a little bit uh let's get into some bachelor nation happenings this week we found out from hannah b that she told us that she had bad sex with peter at his mom's house <laughs> listeners i know you can't see my face my eyes have rolled into the back of my head like we all saw that coming right okay good i'm glad we're all on the same page i guess four times in a windmill wasn't enough she went in to go have some bad (laughs) just to make sure parents house i i didn't know that detail at first and when i found that out later i was like oh Oh. no (laughs) bless bless your heart bless bless your heart yes um well and as you as blesses the coming into the blesses mess is the name of her book that's coming out um, <laughs> i didn't even mean to do that yeah i mean she's just you know one of the other many people who are um you know releasing a book through bachelor nation and here's the thing i saw this on the pot on instagram i'm not here to like promote hannah i i still want to see like more accountability and more mm-hmm. about her from what she did last year or in 2020 um but but like she, you know i'm not saying she deserves to have a book as much as anyone else but she but she kind of does right like she's just a part of bachelor nation as anyone else or has her own life like she can have a book where she describes her thoughts and feelings and her journey and maybe we'll find out more about what she's done and is doing in her life and i don't think people need need to read it um, to like know her more, but if you want to, sure. But like, I think it's kind of sexist the way that's her nation has been like being like, how dare she try to, you know, hold on to relevancy with her ex-boyfriends. And I'm like, um, literally all of her boyfriends have done that. Um, Tyler is a pretty big asshole. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. I, I I don't know what exactly happened. Granted, I understand his mother passed away, and I yeah. think like he's the grieving process never mm-hmm. ends. Mm-hmm. It never does. It takes like different forms throughout time. Mm-hmm. So, without a doubt, he's dealing with that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah. sir, like he, I mean, he what he is doing is also clout chasing. Like yes. And, and, and Matt James did that as well. And, oh, yes. and, you know, everyone is having a book and everyone's doing it. So Maddie's doing it. Like, yeah. I think it's like, y'all like, what do you, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. And, and at least she's giving us some like mess. I love the mess. Give us, yes. tell us more about his bad sex, please. <laughs> 
Speaking of bad sex, we saw Tyler C's foreskin this week. Wow. <laughs> and I blame you. I know. I'm I sorry. saw it in the story and I was like, I did not see that coming. My eyes are kind of violated. Mm-hmm. I am sorry to people that did not expect that. I probably should have given a trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> trigger warning. There is foreskin coming your way. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it was so there. <laughs> April is good. She's like, for clout. <laughs> All for the clout. <laughs> All for the clout. <laughs> yes, well said. Speaking of clout chasing, um, half of Bachelor Nation went to Ben Higgins' wedding this week. Um, good for them. Uh, <laughs> yep, but... I'm, I'm happy for him he's lovable yeah like good for him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and good for her but yeah okay that's pretty much all i can say as well yeah, I'm like, yeah okay whatever okay <laughs> there's yeah. no mess there we don't care no i know yeah <laughs> thank you you're right no mess like whatever dude and i'm like and i can't even like looking at the like group of people that are there i'm like there's not even gonna be mess at the party like everyone's in either established relationships or like blake Hortzman's there but like he, he's already done so much damage. What more can he do? Who well, Bless his heart, too. Like, <laughs> part of me just shakes my head at him, but the other part of me is like, oh. Oh, Blake. Oh, Blake. Yeah, he's been through it. I'll give him that. So, you know, he's a little, a little bit of a troubled sir. Um, a couple more things before we move on. Uh, we found out, well, we were reminded this week that Nick Viola is a misogynist. Again. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't listen to my episode I dropped last night, uh, I had a special discourse with uh, Tristan and um, Candice. I'm sorry, I'm going to burp. Mm, okay, there we go. Um, about everything that happened this week with Taylor Swift and Nick Vial. I hate that I had to say that sentence. Um, but uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and listen to it. We kind of break down his recent episode of Nick, uh, the Vial Files, where he he just really really shits the bed in my opinion um do you have thoughts on that april i haven't i think i saw bits and pieces of what you're talking about and especially i mean he's given me many reasons to just tune him out especially Mm -hmm. after the whole katie and greg of it all Mm -hmm. i'm not surprised what comes out of his mouth anymore Mm -hmm. do i wish he would stop yes Mm -hmm. I mean, do you, as somebody who's going through masters for like counseling and mental health and things of that nature, I know it's like not one in the same, like abusive relationships and mental health are not like literally the same thing, but like, obviously there's a lot of tie-ins. Like, do you think that we as society are using the word gaslighting too much? And that's okay if you do. I mean, maybe we are using it too much in some ways, but I feel like, isn't it good to be empowering people with like knowledge yes so i think as far as the term of gaslighting there there's a lot of nuances involved with it and it includes uh blame shifting Mm. which we saw a lot from the greg of it all Mm -hmm. um and as as well as like the the all too well Mm -hmm. music video where Mm -hmm. Taylor's character essentially is trying to communicate, hey, like my feelings are hurt. And he's just deflecting, deflecting, Mm -hmm. deflecting. And uh, the whole entire, oh, I'm sorry, you feel that way. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, gaslighting to its fullest extent takes years Mm -hmm. and years to build up. Um, So I I don't want to criticize anyone who's like, gaslighting because like that they're recognizing that there are bits of pieces of it happening Mm -hmm. yeah blame shifting is a really i that's a good phrase i hadn't heard before yeah yeah that's really important yeah and it's i don't want to take away from anyone's experiencing who has experienced that in a relationship or even just the years and years of gaslighting Mm -hmm. um true Wow. One film I do need to watch. It's like from 1970, I think, and it's called Gaslight. Mm. Um, so, and it that that in itself like shows 
the full scope of what a gaslighting experience is from what I've heard. Right. <laughs> but you know, who has time to watch the movies and we're watching The Bachelor? The Bachelor, and it just takes over my life. And my poor husband, he's like, Why do you do this to yourself? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I will say that ultimately, Nick just, I think, missed a huge opportunity to talk about more of like, to really talk about the toxic behavior that was happening with a large, inappropriate, like, age gap relationship. And, right. um, and kind of empowering just like speaking on that and talking about it and instead was trying to be like a lot of people are being too emotional and they're causing a flooding of their partners and their emotions and I was like ah but can we talk about it in a different way too like I don't know it's it was gross it was gross I didn't enjoy it (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry us ladies we have emotions and we know how to process them better yeah than our counterparts yeah. <laughs> like get over yourself nicholas <laughs> it's not about you for once um oh no <laughs> <laughs> despite him wanting to, to be all the time uh okay and we'll end up the most important bachelor news that happened this week is that i met rachel Lindsay. <laughs> i saw it i was like oh <laughs> That's so beautiful. Yeah, she's so, so beautiful. beautiful. And you're so beautiful. And I couldn't handle it in my brain. <laughs> That's how it felt to me. I literally was like, I was in LA to help like free Britney. I was like already like on fucking the next level of my brain couldn't even handle. And then I got to meet Rachel Lindsay. And my brain exploded even more. I, sh- I couldn't stop shaking. I cried like three times that day just for that. Like, mm-hmm. I cried more for Brittany, but I was like the Lindsay of it all. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I actually did it. And she was so sweet. And like looking into her eyes, like, oh my God, all of my problems disappeared. Um, and my back felt better for the first time in years and my acne went away. And she was so sweet and nice and funny and kind and gracious. And to let a freak like me to just like hyperventilate next to her for five minutes was just beyond. And I will never forget that moment. Thank you, Rachel Lindsay. I know she's so sweet. I need to catch up on higher learning. I really do. Yeah. It's a really good podcast. Yes. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's get into this recap this week with Michelle Bachelorette. Um, a good episode. I'm just honestly, I'm loving this season so much. I really like every time I'm like watching it, I'm just like at the end of it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was nice. Like I enjoyed that. <laughs> no, I was, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, and I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm like, what what happened this in this week's episode? Like this week has been a million years, Jenna. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. And not and the thing is, this week particularly, like not a ton, quote unquote, happened. But like, I still just like enjoyed it. Like, I'm watching it more, and I've I've apologized to like the Instagram viewers that come for us for like live recaps. But I'm like not doing as many live recaps. So I'm just like sitting there, like watching it, and like mm-hmm. really like sitting there with it. So it's you know, and also in some regards there has been a little less like overall dramatics um some people have like criticized that about the season but to me it just shows that like we have such a strong lead who's like you know not letting shit get out of control exactly where it's it's, i'm sorry i know so many have been saying this now i need to say it too is that for a co- good couple of years like I swear since maybe Colton's season mm-hmm. of The Bachelor where people are complaining of oh they're just there for the clout and the Instagram of it all and for the followers and the fame and the fortune and the, dr- the drama we can't handle the drama anymore mm-hmm. so finally when you have a lead who c- cuts through the bullshit oh it's boring Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, my mental health is feeling safe right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, right? If you're saying like, oh, I'm not like immediately triggered every episode, like that's all, that's kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, I, but I say that also like that I feel like Michelle is having to deal with a lot of trauma still, you know, because men are emotionally dumping onto her. Um, so I'm not saying it's not traumatic in its own way, but like, you know, as a viewer, we're sitting there and we're just like, okay, this is like, ah, this is nice. This is real, you know, like we're seeing, you know, and like we're, there's some front runners already. Um, in my opinion, that's Joe, Brandon, and Nate. 
with yeah. a little bit of Rodney thrown in there, um, who I really feel like she has like good connections with. And I feel like we're seeing those connections being built, which is like refreshing for me. Um, so also refreshing for me is for the first time in what is probably a decade, we get to travel on the show again. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like when they yelled her name into Minneapolis, I was like, we're here, baby. We're traveling again. Is it over? Is COVID over? I burned all my masks. So yeah, it has to be. Burn. Burn. <laughs> like I saw this scene on The Bachelor and I was like, well, take it. Take on my mask. Can you take out my, ba- my vaccine? I'm ready to go <laughs> rave. <laughs> over (laughs) no I do feel bad for Minneapolis in some ways though because like the last two years have been pretty rough for that city and I do feel like having a bunch of bros screaming Michelle's name in a park was probably not the thing they needed at this exact moment but whatever I am happy that they are traveling (laughs) if we get to see Michelle's parents again they're lovely so cute um she just seems like it's a really cute little family unit And I actually feel really horrible that I don't know this, but does she have a sibling? We haven't seen them yet. I I thought she had, didn't she have a sister? Yeah. I'm so sorry, Michelle. I promise I pay attention. No, I know. But Matt's so so wild. Uh, I'm going to get many letters about this and you're going to be a therapist. I know. And and I need you to send me the letters, y'all. You can send me the letters. We'll find out. I'll correct myself next week. Um, And well, you know, we just may not have seen the sibling yet and that's fine. Um, so we get a one-on-one with Joe, Mr. Minneapolis. What are your thoughts on the fact that he got this one-on-one date being from that area? I thought it made sense Mm -hmm. because they're both in their element. They know the area, Mm -hmm. so they can just focus on each other rather than being distracted of whatever cultural appropriation the producers are trying to pull off like Mm -hmm. down in Mexico so many seasons in a row but yeah here we are (laughs) um and I thought I thought it was a really sweet date and I thought it made sense Mm -hmm. um and then like they they played some basketball right Mm -hmm. yeah that's right okay sorry it's all coming back to me listeners they they played Um, they played baseball and basketball oh, that's right they went to the minnesota twins <laughs> and she threw the first strike and that was very exciting <laughs> i loved when she said where's the, is the strike so thick enough and i was like that is so relatable <laughs> knowing my like i'd be standing on the mountain just throw it straight down in my excitement like oh right down on the ground oh i was really trying to <laughs> I just got so happy. <laughs> yeah. And then they go to her school and they play basketball at her school, like gym, which is actually pretty cool. Cause like, if that's like where she played when she was younger, like how special is that? I love that. Yeah. I know. And so it just makes my heart all warm and fuzzy when it's usually a stone of ice or whatever. Same. Relatable. <laughs> You know, I agree with your assessment of him getting the date. I also just thought it was interesting, though. Like, if somebody mm-hmm. is like, you're in the pit with me, like, we think about this on, like, a kind of, like, game level, too. I thought it was interesting that, like, he would get that date, considering that he was from there, where, because it almost, like, get, I mean, like the people who were the, the contestants, they were like, I feel like this is giving him an edge. And I was like, yeah, it fucking is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's giving him a large edge. Like, what? And, like, that's fine um but I was kind of like it's not like the producers to do that in my opinion I think the producers I mean obviously from what we've seen in like the promotion material that they gave Michelle I think they really like Michelle so they're yeah trying not to rock the boat hopefully too much yeah well said yeah okay yep here with you on that one (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so after they do all their daytime stuff we uh finally get what me and others have been begging for loudly for years on and on is to get a clear and concise trigger warning before a segment Mm -hmm. (laughs) that has a triggering concept in it um, so we get a black screen that says the next segment's going to have, um, subjects of depression and suicide, please be advised. Um, and then we get into 
the uh, date. Also, I should note that they also did a try to do some kind of trigger warning earlier this week on their Instagram to medium success, in my opinion, but at least they're trying. I think they finally heard us this last time. What's really unfortunate is that Jamie's story was so, so fucking traumatic and triggering to people and so and graphic in some ways. And it's just so upsetting to me that they didn't that we and it's not like they can be like we didn't realize and this is the first time we've heard anyone complain about this like we've been complaining about it for years i wonder if they have some new social media team who's really trying to pay attention now but maybe that's giving them too much credit i don't know i mean if anything it just means that that makes sense to me right that, that that's what's happening it's they, they, it's the fact that they don't care right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like they didn't they didn't think to put one before kaylin on uh colton's season oh, you know Lord, and her yeah. story of sexual assault and like it's just like they don't care and i have to just accept that but i'm not gonna stop fighting for this and so i'm glad that they finally listened for once i will be watching mm-hmm. for the future as well you are not on my not off my list yet abc um, so Joe, Joe opens up about his, he had an injury, um, that caused him to need a surgery. Then the surgery got botched a few times. Holy fuck. My, as soon as he said that my heart fell into my stomach. I can't. Oh, it's just horrible. Yeah. I have chills right now. I, I it's so sad so sad um and it caused him to like have to be out from like playing forever and then when he was able to play he felt like he wasn't up to his like standards for himself which is just like it's so heartbreaking and he said that that really caused him a lot of severe depression because like ball is life to him and I like really believe it when he says that and Mm -hmm. um now that that went away like it caused him to have severe um, depression and suicidal ideation um and wow it's so it's so heavy yeah as soon as he said the whole entire the surgery was botched and he described it it, I recognized immediately like he has lost a huge chunk of of his identity Mm. so it's understandable to me when someone says I'm suffering from anxiety and depression and life is not worth living Mm -hmm. right now because he has lost his purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm hoping has happened, he has like kind of refoundationalized, if that's Mm -hmm. even a word, Mm -hmm. himself and found new, a new reason and new purposes. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just like maybe coaching or something like that and working with kids in the area. Um, I don't know. I try to pay attention to like all their backgrounds and like what they do for work currently. And so it, it just really broke my heart and Mm -hmm. I could empathize Mm -hmm. empathize Mm -hmm. with what he was talking about. Yeah. I could too on like a very obviously like small level, like in relation to comedy and kind of my like purpose for four years going away with COVID and like changing things. And it's like, you do have to kind of reevaluate like what your, what your goals are and like kind of, yeah, who, your identity. You said it well, yeah, like it's his identity and a lot of people go through that. So I think that's really, you know, it was really heavy and special that he got through it. And, and I love what Michelle said. I wrote down this quote. She said, you woke up fighting a fight that no one really knew about it, but like you did that. And then he like cries and says, yeah, I did that. And I was like, oh my fucking God. I know. <laughs> so close. It was beautiful television and the fact that people are taking it for granted. Yeah. It makes me mad. Yeah. Anyway. People, come on now. Come on uh, now. It's beautiful because I, I think I was I was listening to Gore and they were saying like they were like uh people criticize the show for having surface level conversations um mm, not really like we're having <laughs> we also have surface level but like we're also having this and it's like it's just really really yeah really important so I'm mm-hmm. glad I'm glad we got to see it and I really thank both of them for opening up and being vulnerable 
Um, back at the Hotel of Horrors, we find out that Nate is getting the second one-on-one date. And the way he like gets really excited is very cute, but also extra at the same time. And I love how messy Nate is. Because I bet somewhere in the back of his brain, it's like, <laughs> fuck you, Chris. <laughs> That's what his face looked like. He was like, <laughs> see, I told you, if you Suck. just wait and be patient, it will come to you. <laughs> yeah, like, I, remember oh, I know. It's like what he said last week. Uh, like to me, I didn't see that as super cocky. Mm-hmm. Like Jamie is cocky. Mm-hmm. To me, Nate showed confidence. Mm-hmm. More of that, please. Thank yeah, you. Please. <laughs> so, yeah, like, as you said, Chris is pissed off, and that fills us with joy. Because um, he's shitty. <laughs> shitty man. Um, so we get the group date, and the group date is, you know, just this classic football, eating, rotting fish, bait and switch, you know, classic bachelorette group day, you know, happens all the time. Actually, what the fuck? I'm really confused by this whole thing. (laughs) My Norwegian roots from ancestors ago was just, yes, more fish. (laughs) You were here for it. Okay. I love this. (laughs) Friend of the pod, Connie, um, texted me and she was like, she's just joking, but she's like, the fact that they're shitting on like, uh, Norwegian food, Seems like they're evening the playing field. I how they shout on like other cultures' food. I was exactly, like, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Yep, yep. <laughs> Finally, oh my god. Um, I have a theory that I'm pretty sure like the producers have fully switched to hating all the contestants in the last couple of years because of how kind of like rich and famous these people get they're all egomaniacs and they just use the show and then they get money and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of the producers are pissed because they're making more money than the producers not the executive producers but like the on-set producers Mm -hmm. yeah those people are being worked to the bone unfortunately and i i think they deserve better um they are evil at times they deserve better um and I think that they're like helping create these like really like bad situations. They don't give a shit because they're like they hate them. That's so many, so many thoughts. <laughs> and so many thoughts. Because and like, I can't grasp once. So. I know you're right. It's just like I know this is like uh, this is typical at times. Yeah, they make them do embarrassing things, but I just feel like some of it's getting a little like heavy-handed. Because this wasn't even like really fun for them. And I feel like they were all so excited to do football related things. <laughs> no, I was like, we're here for you, Lady Michelle. And then Chris S comes out in a little donkey suit and it's like just trying to penguin walking towards the center field. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> oh my god. I'm here for this. Why am I here for this? It's so amazing to see a man get shit on on TV. Oh, yeah. Um, So they do this weird Viking shit. Um, They throw a log. They eat fish. That's like, I don't even know what it is like cured and rotting in the sun. (laughs) Now my Norwegian ancestors are shaking their head at me because I'm like, I have no idea. I just know that this is like Viking Norwegian shit. (laughs) Love it. Um, And we do... Okay, so this is a really important part of the episode. I want to make sure everyone's listening to this part. Um, so at this moment, we finally find out why they cast Clayton as the Bachelor. Finally, they show us why he is the special one. And it is because he can cosplay as the Q Shaman and he can yell pretty loud. I hate it here. <laughs> I really hate it here. <laughs> the fact that boy only got 41 months in prison, I hate it here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I digress back to the bachelor world. <laughs> what do you think about Clayton? Like, what is going on? I don't know because I don't know a damn thing about him. <laughs> Other than he's just like, Oh, yeah, like growing up with my parents and my brothers, it was like a frat house. And I'm like, please stop. Please stop. No bueno. No. I regret asking you about you. No. 
I don't want to know. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know anything about him besides that. And that just set off my alarm bells like, oh God, why, what is happening? What is going on? We haven't seen a damn thing from him. The one little bit of grace I will give him is when Michelle was explaining last week about how it's hard being a woman of color and pretty much being ignored all the time because you're not the the white blue eyed blonde haired size two chick Mm -hmm. um and bless your heart if you are that um but he was paying attention he was Mm -hmm. listening he was leaning forward and I I do appreciate that about him Mm -hmm. but beyond that I don't know anything about this man mm-hmm. and I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've all talked about it online. It's very obvious the reason why. Oh yes. Yes. So when we ask like the, uh, when we ask metaphorically why we're just like, we're, I'm just at this point trying to play their game back at them. Like, tell me, tell me why, like you, like you need to tell me why, like, you know how like when somebody says like a racist thing, at a party and you want to like call them out on it in like kind of a like sassy way so you you go oh can you explain why like can you explain that you know and then they can't say more yeah oh why is it why why did you say that and they're like what but i mean because and it's like so they're like oh yeah clayton has a cool backstory he's perfect for the bachelor oh can you can you tell me why i i would love to yeah go ahead and explain yourself like what do you like you're not even it's like it's beyond embarrassing because like it's just like become so obvious and I and I'm but first of all it's obvious and we all know why but like at least try right like at least like get like pretend like you're not doing the racist thing you know or like trying to uphold like white supremacy just at least fucking try and I'm just so like what yeah I'm I'm trying really hard to like find any other reason but you are very much correct in your analysis and I'm probably going to skip his season because a I'm I'm drained of bachelor content yeah b like I was I was going to do whatever it took to watch Michelle's season Mm -hmm. like no I must support our girl and I'm just not finding a reason why and that's what that's and here you there you go because they're not making us invested in him. Mm-hmm. And again, whatever the fucking reason for it is, we know. But like, at least try to make us invested in him. You know, mm-hmm. like, I got kind of invested in Sean Lowe, which is like his counterpart in many ways. And like, <sighs> anyway, it's just frustrating. Right. We'll see more, obviously, from him. I guess there's still time, but we know, we know, we know. I think he just reminds me of Clayton. I know others have said that as well. It's like, I, or did I say Clayton? Yeah, because I mean, because oh. you, because duh, because yeah. Oh, yeah, Colton. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> this is what master school does to you. <laughs> no, you're fine. They're doing it on purpose <laughs> to fuck with you. So don't worry it's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he just reminds me of Colton and, you know, that's. I, I just don't want to be invested in another season that will probably be exactly like Colton's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have no interest and whoever, if there's going to be a second Bachelor question mark. Yeah. <laughs> Your face is so good. Oh my God. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> Game of Roses is tired. Exactly. Jess I'm and Becca tired. is tired. I'm fucking tired. Can't. Sophie is tired. <laughs> Jenna and Danica are tired. Michaela and Victoria are tired. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Fuck me up, man. <sighs> yes. <laughs> okay. We have Where to were on. we? <laughs> um. We have to move. Okay. So Chris, aka the Jackass, um, <laughs> starts throwing a tantrum at the nighttime and he ignores Michelle, which is a mistake on many levels um anyway clayton gets the viking award and the group date rose i hate it here like you said (laughs) good response um so we get a one-on-one date with nate and it's on a boat boat drinks we get it with Allie and tia it feels weird saying the word name tia on this podcast because i was not allowed to say the last tia's name anymore 
true fans know the deal. Um, so this is, do you like these kinds of dates where they bring in like friends? It's kind of fun. I actually do because like if, if she, if Michelle has been friends with these two gals for a long time, they've seen Michelle suffering in previous relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if what they say is true, like we are protective of her, those are really good friends to have. Mm-hmm. They will call it like they see it. Like, no, the red flags. This is the red flag that I saw. And Michelle doesn't want to waste her time. Mm-hmm. Hence why she's been sending the Jamies and <laughs> hopefully the Martins pretty soon packing. Oh, and, exactly. and, you know, the Chris is packing. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to waste her time. So mm-hmm. I, from what I observe, yeah, the friends were a little uppity, but it's like, one, they're on TV, national TV. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And two, like, they probably haven't seen their friend for god knows how long at this point maybe two or three weeks yeah. that can't be a long time for friends oh yeah certainly without any contact at all are you kidding me no thank you <sighs> yeah and then like i got well and i agree with you but i hope to fucking god they let her see them after the date because like we saw them just be like we love it everything looks good bye bye and i'm like oh god did they have some kind of signal set up beforehand where if they blink like 10 times in a row that means like he's not good yes. <laughs> like, send us a postcard <laughs> we're in our hometown bitches that's true like they are still in minneapolis so maybe but yeah i'm really hoping we still have to fucking see her and like tell her yeah. their real off-camera impressions um but you know nate of course passes this um friend scrutiny hour with flying colors because of course he would he's very charming mm-hmm. and very confident so i'm not surprised he did well um at the night time we find out that his trauma is that he's had a relationship that's not fun anymore i'm uh, okay i mm-hmm. mean that that tells me that you know he's had or maybe he's not ready to share all of his personal drama on television. Sure. Which is fine. Which is fine. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Don't trauma dump on people. Don't trauma mm-hmm. bond, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I just think that, oh, darn, Jenna, I lost, I lost my thought. I lost that, yeah. Mm, oh, he, doesn't, he doesn't feel comfortable opening up yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, it could be mostly that and, you know, but at the same time, like maybe he's had a pretty decent life. Like he, his parents are divorced. We know that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think his stepdad, who he was very close with also got divorced from his mom. So Mm -hmm. I think we we know a little bit about him as far as like his personal experiences. So Mm -hmm. maybe he was trying to think of something else to share with her. Yeah, that's um, a good point. I love that. I, yeah. I don't know. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt as much as I can without being like, I'm not going to hold anyone accountable. <laughs> you know? Love, that's why I'm glad you're here. Because I was like, hmm, I want more trauma. But I'm like, wait, I'm such a fucking cunt. Oh, my God. Here I am at the beginning of the episode. That. Like, I'm at the beginning of the episode. Like, don't jump. Michelle and like but you can dump on me I need it it's my fucking I love mess <laughs> I love a mess I love a trauma oh. no you're right he did have some parental trauma which is so valid and real and um he's obviously gonna go for so I'm sure we'll have more time <laughs> oh yes <laughs> and, and here's the thing also I wrote down the real star of this moment is Michelle as it should be <laughs> and so it opens up into her opening up about another either the same ex as the one who didn't stand up for her when the lady at the supermarket used the n-word against her or maybe it's a different ex but that she was in a relationship that became so toxic that she was and she was putting a lot of effort into it more than the partner was to the point that she got physically ill and like started going to the doctors because she didn't know what was wrong with her and the doctors couldn't figure anything out and it was the relationship yeah it makes me think of hannah brown when she was throwing up on the boat with jed i was Mm. like honey your body is telling you something oh my god i remember that (laughs) i know oh my god (laughs) woof yeah yeah you know and i and i related to this myself i um 
when I was with my ex-husband and I was being emotionally abused and having a lot of issues, I was also going through some intense grief um, with my parental trauma as well. But I had like this intense shoulder pain that like kind of came out of nowhere and it was like debilitating and it was like chronic for like a full year. And I went to so many doctors and they did MRIs. I did all these things. I did some physical therapy, which helped, but like nothing was really helping. And then I left my <laughs> abusive ex and like literally the next day I woke up and my shoulder pain was like gone because it was completely in my like head essentially yeah Yeah. fascinating I actually went through a similar experience so for those of you who don't know um I like to video game that's one of my Mm -hmm. favorite pastimes I love immersing myself in the story Mm. and I usually sit Mm cross-legged well when I was dating uh the boyfriend before my husband Mm -hmm. I started experiencing hip pain Mm. And I was like, is it the way I'm sitting while I'm doing No, it's happening when I'm walking. It was Ooh. happening everywhere. And no matter what I did, mm-hmm. it kept happening. And probably about a week or so after I left that trash behind, <laughs> um, that pain went away. So wow. it's it's so interesting that how you biologically and physiologically react to what you are experiencing mentally. Mm-hmm. So ladies, and if, if, if there are any men listening to this <laughs> podcast, if you are experiencing symptoms that what we've talked about, <laughs> what are you going through mentally? Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Ugh. Our body, yeah. our body like holds so much of our like tension and our stress and our our trauma and our you know yeah and so it's like it makes sense and we just don't listen to it sometimes you know so um I'm really happy that all three of us got out of those toxic relationships and I'm gonna open a beer after that cheers Mm -hmm. um so in walks dweeb of the week um oh my god (laughs) <laughs> we can't have anything nice no, we- <laughs> it was a nice moment and then we're like Rah! um fucking chris's hashtag fire chris s um he comes in and interrupts the dinner only as a white man would um the audacity the arrogance the hair it's horrible i don't like it it's the gall the gumption weird. the gall the gumption the audacity truly um he comes in and he's like, uh, can I talk to you for <laughs> so, Nate's face is great. I love throughout this whole season. I love Nate's facial expressions. Yes. They are me. <laughs> and I am him. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. He's like, mm, weird. <laughs> what a response. <laughs> oh truly great oh, i love it so he chris pulls him pulls and shell outside and he says that he felt played <laughs> michelle, oh did you now babe yes. oh michelle does a perfect victoria f impression and she's like excuse you what um <laughs> and <laughs> literally accuses her of being fake and not taking his whiny ass seriously. And I'm like, how could she, Chris? How could she? she no. But it, what it all breaks down to is like the the audacity to think that like he's, he told her something that he thinks is like vital information. And she took it in and did something with that. Didn't act on it. She didn't seem it was needed to be acted on and acted in a different way than he wanted her to. And now he feels slighted. That's so yucky. I know, well, like, this has been, a, like, an ongoing topic of conversation on the internet for, I think, probably forever, but mm-hmm. especially when the Me Too movement started. Mm-hmm. I understand why. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why, though, of why there are just some people on this earth who believe 
that other people owe them their mm-hmm. time and energy. That is something I will never be able to grasp, but I understand why it exists. Right. Yeah. I know. It's like, it's mixed. It's, it tracks, but it's just so not good. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no one, no one, you don't, no one's owed, you don't, aren't owed people's time. I think it really does, like, our, a lot of generations kind of get messed up, I think, with, like, certain type of parenting styles at times. Oh, yes. You know, that are, like, a little over-doting, a little too helicoptery, a little too, like, you're perfect and doing nothing oh. wrong. Oh, my perfect little angel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will always be there. I am here for you. For no- Yeah. Oh, it's really, I mean, but then also just like the, like you said, like you understand the reason because there's also just like the white patriarchy element of oh, it, yes. you know, really, because you just don't get told no enough. And so when you do get some kind of negative response, it's like, no, but why? But why am I getting this? Why am I not getting what I want? And even like, and it's it's crazy because so many people don't even think about it that way, right? They're not, they're really not thinking like actively in their head, like, why am I not getting what I want? It's more of it just doesn't feel good. So they act out even more. Mm-hmm. And it's just like upsetting. Like, I'm not feeling comfortable because I'm not getting the attention I'm trying to vie for. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to act out as much as I possibly can and make dumbass choices and speak over and for people who can clearly speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, which is what Michelle says. She reads them thoroughly. She says that she wants a partner that stands by her choices and her voice, but not to speak for her or over her. Um, she says as a woman and a woman of color specifically, that, that happens all too much. Um, and that she just didn't need him to do any of that. She says that she doesn't think that they're going to make it long term. Shocker. Um, <laughs> and she walks him to the escalator. <laughs> Watches him like a fucking queen. It's so good. People are missing out. That is such a fighting, amazing scene. Literally just standing there, like, oh, and he's like going down. <laughs> Slowly going down. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. You are missing out on this season. It's so good. Fucking idiots, dude. The sass of it all. So good. And we get to the final sass of the night. Cocktail party. Martin puts his foot in his mouth. Again. Oh, my God. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What an asshole. God damn it. I mean, I I didn't want to say, you look at his Instagram and you're just not surprised, to be honest. His Instagram is so full of just like... Uh, it's just like very uh, to- toxic positivity and toxic like uh, o- only a you are stopping yourself from working out today. Like oh only- stop! Yeah, it's like very like you know you can do it. Like we every day we can wake up and just like seize the day kind of bullshit. And I'm like I can't with you. Um, so I was like not surprised by this actions in general him just being kind of like martin i need you to pick up a book and read about depression and how it works (laughs) and how it impacts the human body Mm -hmm. (sighs) it's that whole entire just go just go and take a walk like no it will take some people months Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. To work up the energy to mm-hmm. take a walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 Right. And it's just like you're and you're speaking over so many different like people who are going through so many different things. And like, I just ah, it's so it's so gross. And I, I will say the internet is horrible, but I really do think if you actually open your eyes and ears, you will learn about different people and different anxieties and different things, and you will like understand things more. Like I saw something the other day about somebody I follow on TikTok who has like pretty bad anxiety and somebody suggested making like an activity box where like you pull out a, a thing to do from the box. So it's not you're so I think the, the goal was that you aren't choosing the things yourself. So you're relieving yourself of that external pressure to choose something. So the, you know, you're just pulling it out. But then she was describing how now she has anxiety about the box 
you know, like doing the thing. And I was like, that's, and to hear it like said in a different way, I was like, oh my God, that's real. Like people are dealing with stuff, you know, we don't mm-hmm. need fucking Martins out there being like, well, just get up and lift some weights and you'll be better. <laughs> Martin, you are not a therapist, <laughs> but I will be someday. <laughs> so sit down. Well, so he, so he goes on to say that he thinks that Michelle, fortunately, is not high maintenance like the females in Miami. I feel like I can't really say anything because I feel like I'm just going to parrot what Chatty Broads have said about it. And as well as friend of the podcast, what Sophie James has said about it. And if you want to know my opinion, go listen to them. (laughs) Go listen to them. them. (laughs) If you're not already following Sophie and you're listening to the podcast, I'm not sure how you got here uh, or why you're still here rather. Um, (laughs) If you're hate listening to me, then I respect that. Um, I do respect that, but we're here for it. Yeah. um, So yeah, it's just, it's sad. I mean, Michelle handles it well and tries to get kind of kind of like what I was saying earlier. Like, oh, can you explain it to me? Oh, you said something kind of not cool. Can you explain it to me? And so he tries. He fails. Um, he makes it worse. He says, like, you know, just I just feel like men should like, you know, have to take care of men, uh, women the whole time, you know, like or females the whole time. Um. <laughs> Disgruntled females strike again. <laughs> I mean, don't they? Mm. Yes. Every day. Okay. I do have a thought. I I do have a thought. It came back to me. I'm yes. so proud of myself. It's that, yes, I understand like financially speaking. Yeah. It, it can be a bit of a pain to take care of someone else, but you know what? If women were paid the exact same amount as men would. Mm. Oh, and didn't have to worry about makeup or, uh, overpriced purses or jeans with no pockets in them we would make so much progress this day but here we are because i here's the thing i have a feeling martin is attracted to women who who are uh, the cost of maintenance to look a certain way is costly is high i have yeah. a feeling i have a feeling he's attracted to women who would require um at least $300 a month on hair, uh, you know, probably 200, a uh, hundred a month on nails, um, makeup, but makeup done naturally. Cause he probably does a, he likes a woman that doesn't wear much makeup, but he doesn't know what that means. You know, it's like, it's that they, she actually is wearing makeup, which is great and fine. Like women can be doing whatever they want. Um, I just have a feeling he is interested in, uh, women who have to have a high, cost of maintaining a certain look for men mm-hmm. like you so mm-hmm. it's really pretty insane that he's <laughs> and with his in sync hairstyle backstreet boys oh my god, god frick, yeah. Man. yeah justin timberlake from two 2000 called and or 1998 he called and he wants his hair back his ramen hair um so um unfortunately she keeps him which that's is a producer move like yeah. she you know, but like but he's not even like a villain villain i'm like annoyed at the producers for that one I get why they kept like Chris last week. I get why they kept Peter. Blah, blah, blah. But like, mm, I have, I, had, I don't agree with it. But yes, you're right. You're, you are right. Uh, it's, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just squinting my eyes because I'm just like producers. Why? Why would you do this? Um, and she then sends home Leroy, which is super sad because we got like zero time with him. And then she sends home Casey, which I'm fine with because he's a Trumper and he looks like a Walmart version of Sean Booth. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I am so sad about Leroy, though. <laughs> I know just... I know we didn't get a lot of screen time with him or any ITMs. I don't remember. Pardon me, everyone. But the moment when Michelle took Jamie to the side for a conversation and just the 
the bright smile emitting from Leroy's face. <laughs> looks so happy for her. <laughs> like that smile. Uh, hopefully we will see again on Paradise. But if he doesn't, that's okay too, because I don't want him to be tortured by the producers <laughs> and their crazy antics. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It's kind of like gotten bittersweet now. I'm like, I don't really want, like, I really liked Ivan, you know, and I didn't like what they did to Ivan. So I'm like, maybe, maybe Leroy and Pradeep should stay away from Paradise. Um, and PJ. And PJ. We love oh, PJ too. God, PJ. Um, yeah, it is sad. Like, um, Leroy made a, instagram post that was really sweet about his like leaving it at the very and he signed it the unproblematic king and i was like okay he gets it he knows what's up he understands <laughs> i love it because like i'm we haven't really gotten too much this season but a couple of the men have had some not great tweets or some political things or whatever nothing you know no kirkconnell i'll just say that um oh, but Lordy. um I do think that like maybe that was almost like a wink, you know, to the forums. Like, eh, I'm problematic king over here. <laughs> you know, see you, see you later. <laughs> like, see you later, Reddit. <laughs> we love you. Please come back. Oh my god. <clears throat> so make sure you're following him if you aren't already. Yes. Um, and then we get a preview that's um, you know, kind of all over the place, but we get we're gonna get more travel. There's some come towns. They like kind of are spoiling the fantasy suites a little bit, in my opinion, if you're paying enough attention. Um, but that's fine because it does seem like they go to somewhere international. <gasps> that's exciting. Yes. Um, I am excited about that. Uh, are you excited about the rest of the season? <laughs> I am. I just, I kind of don't know what's going to happen because, yeah. like, overall, like, with some little hints of, stupidity here and there like chris s claiming nate is like are you trying to physically harm me or whatever mm. the fuck that was Gosh. um so i just don't know what's going to happen because overall it's been smooth sailing and i'm just like hmm mm, i know what, what do the producers have planned protect michelle at all costs yeah i think i saw like you know in the preview they're kind of like you just can't trust the previews though but they were i think kind of alluding to nate having like an edit of some sort where it's like he might not be here for the right reasons or whatever mm -hmm. people are accusing him of that but it's like who knows and that could be kind of classic like he's such a front runner people are attacking him because he's you know i mean because yeah, clayton was it seems like he's lecturing Nate, like, so you're in, you're in it for the fame or mm -hmm. whatever it is that he says. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, and then they cut to Nate saying, what are you talking about? Right. I'm just like, don't Clayton, don't you freaking dare. I know, yeah. You bring up a good point. If that is true, how that actually goes out and it's not just like edited for a preview, like that doesn't make me like Clayton more. Like, even if Nate is not here for the right reasons like i don't need fucking clayton doing that like i don't need that i need michelle doing that or or i'm not sure but like, i don't need clayton calling him out so that doesn't make me like want him to be the bachelor even more Ugh. anyway yeah oh yeah mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, all, I say. <laughs> and on that note thank you so so much for coming on and doing this recap for me um you are a true friend to come on last minute and talk about all this shit i'm and just glad to have someone to talk to because my poor husband's just like yes dear <laughs> Like when the whole Greg and Katie of it all happened, I went upstairs and I was just like, "My God, somebody right now!" And he's like, "What happened?" I was like, "That man had the audacity!" And it just oh, I, I know, like, no, I'm like fine. literally, I'm like visioning. Yeah, I. Oh my God! <laughs> Luckily, I watched it with like my roommates, so they were all on the same page as me. But yeah, the the thought of like telling somebody that cared about me why i was mad <laughs> would it, that is like another nightmare that i'm not sure i could handle so i'm so proud of you <laughs> and your husband thank you. thank you i'm very proud of him too because like he didn't minimize how soon because he knows yeah. my yeah. my background of dating and my experiences because so he understood That's and so i'm good. like i'm like 
And I mean this when I say that. I don't mean this in the deep Southern way. Bless your heart, my husband, for loving me the way you do. Mm, Oh, love is real. Love Um, is not dead today. Thank God. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Zach and Tisha are not broken up yet. No. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Don't listen to the tabloids. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, so no, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, thank where you for people... having me. Oh, yeah, of course. Ah, yeah, I love this. <laughs> um, bringing Bachelor community together. Um, where can people find you on the internet? So our uh, podcast Instagram page is at we are the queen pod. Um, my cousin and I, we both run it. Um, we try to keep people updated, like, hey, we might not have an episode because I'm master school. Um, <laughs> and then my personal page is at Allure with April. Yeah. So A-L-L-U-R-E with April. Um, so yeah, that's who I am. And I just post stupid memes and mm-hmm. talk about shit. And when stuff like today happens, I go off the rails and then I'm like, okay, I need a day to recoup. Peace out. Yeah. But it is still, uh, it's a good follow. I definitely recommend. Um, and I'll tag, I'll tag you in our show notes. So people can definitely follow both you and the podcast. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess cheers to both of us. Enjoy this good ass season. Thank you again, Michelle. Thank you again, everyone for listening in this week. Y'all are amazing. You never disappoint being the best fans and listeners ever out there. We just truly love you. So thank you so much. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a Smile and at Drunk Feminist. Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye! Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below. <laughs>